You're tuning into this week's Revival Recap. Let's hear what's happening in the life of our church. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our Revival Recap. This week, we're uh, back on chatting about highlights from our Saturday night meeting. I'm Clint Davis. I'm here with our senior leader, Joaquin Evans. Hey, Joaquin. Hey, Clint. Good to be with you again. I almost called you Renee. I've got in my notes here from last week. I'm like, hey, Renee. Renee, you've got a very deep voice. I do, I do, yes. <laughs> so let's jump straight into it. What was Saturday like for you? Um, man, I mean, I, I don't want to say let's skip over worship because you can't. It was unbelievable. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Such a sweetness of you heaven, can, right? Yeah. I mean, what was it like for you? It was fantastic. Um, and, the, and quite a few things uh, happened. I can share, but one of the things that that I loved about it is the last two weeks in a row, I feel like we've had really significant um, just God moments uh, in worship, but they were very uniquely different. You know, if you go back two weeks, the Chris Valden conference on the Saturday night, there was that vortex worship and and this shout that came out of the crowd that just, you know, shook the heavens and and that was two weeks ago, and that was amazing. And then this past Saturday, it was there was this deep, intimate encounter place, and people on the floor, and people just encountering the love of God in a deep way. And I love that because, you know, our job isn't to try and duplicate what He did last week or in the past, but it's to be in the present, in the moment with Him. And what is what is this multifaceted God doing in the now? So God was there profoundly in both Saturdays, but it was so beautifully unique. I loved that. Oh, yeah. So this Saturday you preached about intimacy, right? And it was intimate worship. Isn't that strange that God is kind of in control with he, things like that? He so knows what he's doing. How dare he step in and just take over like that? But it was amazing. Right. Yeah. And I, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, on occasion, most of the time, uh, you know, there isn't communication between the worship team and the speaker. You know, we just let God God lead it. On occasion, if I really feel a direction, I'll mention it, you know, to Dylan. Like, hey, I feel like I'm going this direction this, this week. I didn't do that. At one point, I almost thought, and then specifically, I felt from the Lord to not, that he was going to take, that he was going to take care of it. So, and... Of course wow. he did, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and there was a couple cool. of great testimonies, um, you know, from worship specifically. Two separate individuals, two separate testimonies, but uh, individuals brought people to, to to church, friends who were not churchgoers, had maybe had experiences in the past, but turned off to church, not excited about church, but they're like, hey, you're coming. And one... One gentleman was uh, older in age, and then one a young adult age, and uh, but both had encounters during worship where they just had tears in their eyes as they experienced the love of God and just had a transformative, uh, you know, encounter with God in worship. And both were resistant, didn't want to come, but their friends like, no, you need to be there, and uh, so they they relented, came and and just encountered God in a real way in worship, tears in their eyes. And so that was, um, that was amazing to hear, hear those reports come back. And then also during that, that, that last 20 minutes or whatever it was of worship, that God was just really hovering, like he was present in the room. And uh, two separate people, um, again, both, I just 
had an email read to me uh, just 20 minutes ago, uh, but people saw a manifestation of the spirit of wisdom actually show up in the wow. room yeah. and hovering there uh, during that, that time in particular. And one person right after I was done speaking Saturday came up and said that they saw that. And then someone else sent an email that uh, just got read out. So and it's again, interesting, um, the song of Song of Solomon, Song of Songs written by Solomon, you know, yeah, the man right. of wisdom. Yeah. So they're seeing before the preach, but they're seeing the manifestation of wisdom. I'm like, yeah, God, God, <laughs> <laughs> God is in charge. So, uh, yeah. What are we doing a recording for? Let's just go sit with God. He'll tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> He's the orchestrator. Oh my gosh, that is epic. That is epic. Mm -hmm. It's been amazing the last few weeks how many visitors have traveled in mm -hmm. from far, right? I mean, yes. we throw that question out there and there's a lot of visitors. Yes. And so uh, that's been exciting to see. It's always, yeah, it's so encouraging. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you want to have impact in your immediate sphere, obviously, but it just, it just shows the hunger in people's hearts and what God's doing. And it's, it's always just so fun and exciting to know that people are getting to partake of what's happening from other cities and other states. Yeah, I, I just love that. Yeah, and so if you've come and visited, then thanks for coming. We love you. And if you're listening from afar, we still love you from afar. Absolutely. Keep plugged in. And uh, if you're part of uh, the, the local family here, then uh, make sure you connect to some of those visitors. Reach out a hand, get to know them, say hi, and, uh, and you know, connect, connect, connect. All right, so this week, uh, I actually didn't ask you, did we settle on a title for your sermon? Is it Intimacy is the Standard? Yes. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Good. So Intimacy is the Standard is what you preached. Why this message at this time, working? what led you? I mean, this is kind of a full journey, I guess. Yeah. This is what our life is about. Yeah. But um, why, why now? Yeah, um, you know, we obviously just came off of our one-year celebration, uh, and Chris Valentin being with us was significant. I really, in the spirit, he, he carries so much authority uh, in the spirit, in the kingdom, and in our environment being, being the, the number two person in the, the Bethel movement, you know, along with, with Bill Johnson. And uh, just that father anointing that he carries and came and deposited and released, I, I really felt an upgrade of authority on our environment, um, having him here. That being said, you know, and so back up in the midst of that, you know, all the miracles that, that God's doing, I mean, such exciting stuff is happening, you know, breakthroughs and in, in every area from, you know, bodies being restored to marriages being restored, um, you name it. And, but in that place, just feeling from the Lord of like, um, dropping that plumb line of like, yep, miracles are going to keep happening. God's going to keep extending favor in the city. You know, testimonies of influence are going to increase, but the standard in the midst of all that has to be intimacy. You know, it's the, 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 the side, the, the secondary goal is to move in authority. The primary goal is to have intimacy with our King, you know, and if we keep those things in alignment, both will continue to grow. You know, the authority is going to continue to grow. The influence is going to continue to roll, but it has to come out of, out of intimacy. And if we ever get the cart before the horse, so to speak, right? Uh, in that in that sense, we're we're in trouble. So, totally, totally. Um, it's got to be one of the scariest scriptures that you mentioned. 
mm-hmm. uh, to believers. It's not scary when you're walking in intimacy, but if you're not sure, then it is scary. That Matthew 7 scripture, depart from me, I never knew you. Yeah. Jesus speaking. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, that's a bold <laughs> one to throw out at the beginning of a sermon and keep people listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But it, it's it's true. It's you, you you nailed it. It's it's intimidating unless you are walking in intimacy, you know, and you know that you're in that place, and it's very sobering, you know, because they say, "Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name?" and cast demons out in your name and do miracles in your name. So those right. are, you know, a lot of people would <laughs> look at those things, as know? very yeah. qualifying, <laughs> like, oh, you must be, uh, you know, best friends with God. And, you know, so in that regard, it's it's very sobering and it's meant to be. That's why that's why right. God made sure yeah. that was in there. Um, but as I said in the, in the sermon, <clears throat> all throughout the, the rest of the Gospels, Jesus is empowering his disciples to prophesy to cast out demons and to do miracles. And uh, that's reemphasized over and over. So the, the point, obviously, which is a mistake, you know, some people have, have taken, the, but the point is saying don't not, he's not saying don't do those things. He's saying make sure that you're doing those things out of intimacy. You know, so we just got to continue to pursue his, his face first and, and the rest will flow. So Yeah. I went... Uh... 34 years of being a Christian before, and I'd had intimate moments with God, but before I really sat down in a devotional time one morning, I felt, I said, I said, Jesus, I love you. And I felt him say, do you, Mm. do you really? And it was a very confrontational thing for me, you know, all these years of Christianity. I'm like, yeah, of course. I mean, look at what I've done for you, you know, but it was a moment. And, and, and I remember it clear as day. Was it like that for you? I get the sense that you sort of stepped into intimacy straight away because of, what mm-hmm. you were saved into. Mm-hmm. But there's this dynamic that some people, it's mm-hmm. something you've got to pursue mm-hmm. and other people, it's like, seems like the most normal natural mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I had a, I had a unique, uh, you know, journey and uh, nobody is supposed to apologize for their journey and God sets people on unique paths on purpose. And some of the stuff that you, that you learn through growing up in, Christian home and people who have even come out of very religious settings, but then step into, you know, intimacy and freedom. They have much to bring and much to teach. And, uh, but, you know, unique from that, I kind of came into the kingdom through a real encounter and a very, very intimate kind of encounter. So I was, I was fast tracked in that sense. And my story is beautiful in that I didn't have to unlearn a lot of things that, that, people growing up in nominal or, or religious traditional settings might have to unlearn to step into some of those things of the kingdom. So, and there's benefit to that, but there's also lots of benefit from being able to relate to people who are still in those environments. So if you grew up in that setting, there's benefit. And if you didn't grow up in that setting, it's benefit. So the ability to, to value each other. But yeah, I came into the kingdom with a, with a pretty <laughs> intimate <laughs> encounter. So yeah. No, that's good. I, I love how you how you put that. That's just perfect. And I felt like there's most likely, here's a confirmation if you're listening to this, I feel it's most likely that some of you just had light bulbs come on right there, that there's things that you have to unlearn. I've been on that journey too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there are definitely those things. So what are those things holding you out of intimacy? Um, you speak about that word know, the word to know, and that it's a firsthand personal 
mm-hmm. knowledge. So mm-hmm. often we want to know with our heads. Mm-hmm. What are some of the practicalities around getting to know God mm-hmm. in an intimate place? Mm-hmm. I think just realizing that it's a, a relationship and not a, a study course. And, you know, our Western Christianity, depending, you know, again, your settings, your history, what you've grown up in, but it can be presented as a, you know, it's a, it's a study course. You know, to know God means to know about God. And the more, you know, facts about Him you can memorize, the more verses about Him you can memorize, the, the more that you are celebrated and elevated in your environment. The problem is that it, that leaves out the intimacy, that leaves out the actual knowledge of God that God is, is drawing us into, inviting us into, and that the Bible is actually talking about which is relational, relational knowledge. You know, it's the way that you've grown in relationship with a friend or a spouse. You know, it's not, it's not I read a book about you. It's like I've spent time with you, you know. We've hung out. We've, you didn't we've, just read a book about Renee and then you knew everything about her? Is that what you're telling me? You're, you're ruining the facade here, man. What, what are you doing to us? No, no, that's not how it happened for us. I don't know, maybe other people, that's their story. I haven't been able to find the manual on my wife yet, so I just, I don't know. I've tried every bookstore. Hey, that's a whole other podcast. We could, we could spend a lot of time on that one. Yeah. Uh, that's true. It's those moments, though, right? It's just making that time yeah. to, to sit with him. Yeah. And coming with, with the lens, I think, you know, it's, maybe that is, for some people listening, that is part of the unlearning. One of the things they have to unlearn, it's, it's through the lens of like, oh, when I sit, I'm supposed to be having a relationship. When I read, I'm supposed to be having a relationship. When I pray, I'm supposed to be having relationships. So if you come at it, as a as a, a study class, you're going to get that out of it. If you come at it for a relationship, you're going to get that out of it. So I think just remembering what we're what the point is, you know, helps set us up for success and all the rest of it. I love that you mentioned those things because it is all in, all encompassing. It's you know, we separate knowledge and heart, but we also separate service sometimes and contemplation in a mm. way. So this this intimate space, mm-hmm. but yet in serving, there's intimacy. Mm-hmm. In giving, there's intimacy, mm-hmm. right? Everything that we do yeah. as the family yeah. should stem from and to that space. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, especially, you know, I, I talk about it later in the message, but, you know, the, 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 the servant relationship, the servant love versus, you know, romantic or relational love are different, you know, and you can, you can serve a boss and, or you can serve your wife and the motivations are usually very different and the intended outcomes are different. And the, so again, it's, it, you know, it's the perspective that you're coming with and there is, there is so much intimacy available in service, but if you're coming looking for it is when you're going to find it, you know, so yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. This this blew me away, right? This changed everything for me about the scriptures, what you said right here. So thanks for that. Thanks for bringing me all the way down this Christian road and then just telling me I've read the scriptures wrong for all these years. But <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> but you spoke about the Song of Solomon being 
um, that, that it's the approach of the lens of romance. It's almost the, the romantic lens over the whole of Scripture in mm -hmm. a way. I loved how you mm -hmm. put that. Mm -hmm. But then the thought that what if we um, wore the romance lenses when we read the whole Bible? What right. if every Scripture we read right. were through this romantic, intimate mm -hmm. lens? Mm -hmm. And that this particular book awakens our senses. Mm -hmm. that, that, that blows me away, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. oh, especially when you're speaking about reading Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy through the lens <laughs> of, you're of right, romance. Right, right, right. Yeah. It, it, it'll blow your mind right? and, and change your world. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's all this stuff in there, you know, uh, you know, armies getting, you know, destroyed. And, but, but there's so many gems in those that when you have the lens of romance, you find. And even the motivations for God doing some of those things that are hard, hard to understand when you don't have that lens on, all of a sudden they begin to, they begin to make sense. Um, but yeah, that's, it's a really... It's a really foundational shift. It's a huge key and really gleaning from, you know, that's, that's not my fresh revelation that, you know, no one's ever heard of before. That's gleaning from, you know, generations of, of rabbis and, uh, and rabbinical tradition of how they, the, the, um, the awe in which they hold the Song of Songs, the reverence they have for it. So it's, it's just learning from them and why, why do they? And so, yeah, but it's, it's a powerful, powerful truth. And it, when you put it into practice, it really will change the way you read all the rest of Scripture. So, yeah. Yeah. Man, it, that, it is a game changer. Um, you spoke about our sensory receptors mm -hmm. in the spirit waking up. Yeah. Just speak freely into that term for me, yeah. sensory receptors. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think, uh, I think the, the, it's such, it's, it's, it's a, the, the whole book awakens our senses. And I think I'll hit that, but I want to also say that, you know, I think we've made the mistake of sexualizing the book too much, which then, you know, in our, in our Western, Western Christianity, then it almost makes us want to lock it away, you know, and reserve it. And it's like, don't touch that. Um, which, you know, it, it's not that it doesn't have those elements in there, but that's, that's not the nature, overarching nature of God and not why he put, would put that book in there. But when you start to look at it through this lens of romance thing, and it's really this allegory of God and his, his bride, when you look at it through that lens, it, it does awaken your senses. So it's, it's that practical shift out of the like, I'm coming to know God out of the intellectual, out of the study course into, oh, I'm, I'm about to have a relational encounter <laughs> with the lover of my soul. And when you start to read all this, this imagery uh, of, of love that's sweeter than wine, and you kiss me with the kisses of your mouth, and, you know, being sustained, and cakes of raisins, and your actual physical, your, your five senses start to wake up at another level, uh, this, this intimate encounter, this gnosko, I know you experientially level, instead of just the intellectual research level. So, so it it has a physiological effect on your body, mind, and spirit that then 
when you read it and your senses are awake, and now if you turn, like we talked about, you read numbers, you're now reading it with senses that are alive and firing, and you start to get stuff out of it that you, that you wouldn't have otherwise. So, yeah, yeah it's a fun yeah. experiment. I encourage everyone to try it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> do, you think, do you think this is a space that's generally easier for women to step into than men? Do you think there's a different challenge for men in exploring that intimacy with God? That's a great question. Yeah, I just came to mind now, so I don't think I prepped it or anything. <laughs> no, that's a great question, and honestly, I think you could do a whole, a whole message on that. And on the surface level, the short answer is yes, I think it's easier for women than men, but I don't think it's supposed to be that way. I think in our current society that it is. But I don't think by God's design that he wants it to be there or that it's supposed to stay there. And there are in some ways, you know, women are, are, are wired. They have that nurturing, um, you know, the, the dynamic that's so natural to them and they're wired with that. And that's a, and that's a beautiful gift. But God is awakening the, the priestly and the, and the, the, the intimate place in the, in the men, in the church, to connect uh, to God in that way. So the short answer is yes, but the deeper answer is I don't think it's supposed to remain that way. Yeah, I guess there is, like you said, you, you hit it right there. There's something about what society has dictated to us mm -hmm. about that, mm -hmm. and we need to, we need to recover <laughs> the real truth of that. So all the men need to be spending a whole lot of time in Song of Solomon, and it's going to benefit everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Come on. That sounds like a good challenge right there. <laughs> uh, now let's change gears just a little bit. Um, because we've just crossed our first year, and you know we're planning, we're building, we're layer upon layering here. And you mentioned this, that Bill Johnson speaks about, that all true structure is birthed out of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Is a and and I guess it's something we need to keep before us. But what is, what are some of the the plumb lines that you keep ahead of in front of your eyes, in front of our core leadership team, with mm -hmm. regard to keeping the main thing, the main thing as mm -hmm. we build. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think doing doing presence before assignment. You know, so we all. Uh, we all have assignments, you know, when we're talking about our team and, and, you know, building the church and everybody's got areas that they're leading, growing, responsible for. And it's easy if, if we aren't careful and we don't, we're not conscientious about keeping the presence first. It's easy to slide into work, work mode and get stuff done and, and which that's not a bad space to be in, but to be in that continually unbroken and not coming back and refreshing in the presence, that's where we run into, into issues because we, we, the longer we're in that, that work, work, work mode, the more we, we lean into the, lean on my own ability, own capacity, own wisdom, instead of checking in with God. So just practically the presence in, in meetings, in planning, in like, hey, before we jump into this, like, have we been in the presence? Like, let's get in the presence right now. Let's, let's worship first before we organize. And just taking the temperature of the team. Are, are, are they carrying this, like, 
wow, oh, I've been in the awe of God. I've been in this intimate place. Great. Then we're ready. We're ready to to run and build. And if not, okay, let's let's go back there. And the, the I think the plumb line though is, are you willing to do things out of? Are you willing to do things out of the presence of God that don't make sense in the natural? And are you willing to follow the Holy Spirit when you're like, oh, in this intimate place, um, he's leading left, but everything in the natural says, well, it looks like we should go right, but our job isn't to, our job isn't, isn't to build the church for him. Our job is to love him and get lost in him and let him build the church. Because what happens is, you go left, you're like, oh, this doesn't make sense. And then it ends up working out way better than you ever could have thought or imagined. So I think that's, that's the plumb line right there. Yeah. Wow. That is all so good. So good. Um, was there anything after the fact, like after you preached the sermon that you thought, oh, I wish I added that or wish I hadn't have said that? I mean, I suppose you followed on from Chris Valentine from last week, so there wasn't much that you wouldn't have gotten away with. But, or anybody ask you a question or anything after the fact that you thought, oh, I wish I added that? Yeah. Um, I do feel like there was something that I, I had thought of that I wanted to add, but it's, it's, not, on the, it's not in my mind right now. Um, but I think just the... Yeah, and we've actually thrown it out there a couple of times, but we talked about it, but actually presenting it as a, a, a challenge or an invitation of like, we talked about the reality of like, hey, uh, feasting from the Song of Songs and then reading the rest of scripture. But I would love to really, uh, don't just take that on board as information, but practice it. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really fun, <laughs> it's a fun experiment so i would i would encourage everybody to actually put it to practice and 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 do some of that over the next few weeks and and see how that yeah just affects their relationship their intimacy with god even through reading reading the rest of the word so it's mm, good yeah that's good um well let's let's wrap it up with this what was what's the single big idea that you wanted people to take? And I know we've alluded to it quite a bit. I'm sure we can all sum it up listening to this, but what is the single big idea, the one liner that you hope people take away from this and some of the practicalities that, that you hope people will mm-hmm. install in their life? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the title. Intimacy is, is the standard. And, the, and you know, the idea behind that is as God, uh, it grows. It's it's not. Don't prophesy. It's not. Don't do miracles. It's as you do those. It's as those things continue to grow. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. So that's really that's really the big idea. And then the the the, the song of songs is is there to give us the the lens of romance that opens up the rest of the the scriptures. So if people got got those two things out of it, then I would be very happy. That's really good. There's always a sense that there's more questions mm-hmm. and that there's more to speak about. Mm-hmm. But on some level, intimacy is like that. You always feel like there's more. <laughs> and so it should feel like that on this recording. You totally, know? yeah. <laughs> and maybe what you need to do is, after this recording, just go and spend some intimate time with yeah, the Father. Yeah. Maybe that's what you feel is missing. That's absolutely it. So, yeah, that's really good. Well, thank you. 
Awesome. Thanks for uh, taking on romance right after we've had Danny, uh, right after we've had Chris, Chris. come in and speak about uh, genders <laughs> and all these things. Yeah. All that, you know, it's like two humdingers in a row. So it's good. It's I actually brave. didn't put that together until you just said that. But yeah, that's cool. funny. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening. We hope this has helped you. Remember that the whole point of this is that you can take truths and install them into your life, build those practicalities and find that deeper intimacy with God and then work out of that place. Thanks for joining us for another Revival Recap. Remember, you can get more out of our journey together at BethelATX.com or you can chat to a Connect Coach on a Saturday meeting and they will be more than happy to plug you in and send you in the right direction so that you can feel more connected, more part of the family and grow stronger in your relationship with the Father. Uh, Until next time, uh, I'll see you then. Thanks, Joaquin. Yeah, thanks, Clint. And thanks, everybody, for listening. It's always a good time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Revival Recap. For more of our podcasts and other resources, visit BethelATX.com.